Welcome to the King's Anywhere podcast, inspirational teaching, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whenever you're ready. We're going to think uh, today about uh, forgiveness, and obviously uh, we can't cover forgiveness in one morning. It's, it's, a, much, it's a much bigger, bigger subject, um, but we're going to um, spend some time just thinking uh, about forgiveness and, and what that means. And we, we need to start here. Um, this is where we start <laughs> um, with forgiveness, and that's at the cross um, of, of Jesus. And it, it's where God's justice uh, was met and where we have received mercy um, over our lives and God the Father placed his son to die uh, on the cross and fully met the requirements of God's justice for the enormous debt of the world's of the world's sin and that includes you that includes me. So everything that I've ever thought that's, that's wrong, the intentions of my heart, anything that, that I've ever done that, that's wrong, Jesus took that and he died. He took your place. He was, he was our substitute uh, and he died in your place and he took the weight of of our sin and it says uh, in Romans uh, 3:25 God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement or at one moment um, through the shedding of his blood to be received by us by faith just as we step into that relationship it says in Hebrews for this reason he had to be made like them fully human in every way our substitute in order that he might become a merciful and a faithful high priest in service to God and that he might make again atonement at one moment for the sins of the people and he said his, his words on the cross were it is finished and and that word um, is an accounting term as well it means that a debt was paid fully paid completely uh, paid uh, for for us uh, on the on the cross and when when Jesus died it says that um, he, he took all of that weight of our sin so that you can have mercy and not justice and for those that don't come to the cross there is another day set where there will be an accounting for the world's sin, the, the judgment day. But for those that come to the cross, we are not under God's judgment because his justice has been met on, on the cross and our debt has been, has been fully, fully paid. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Um, Praise God. So 
we step into the grace and mercy of the Lord Jesus. Uh, and he has, he has paid our debt. And, and when it says that when he died, for those that have put their faith in him, it says that we go through that process of being united with Jesus. So we, uh, we go down into baptism, into his death, and the body of sin is cut off in our lives. And we rise, when, when Jesus is resurrected, we are united with him in his resurrection. And, and your new life is in Christ. You've been united with him uh, in, in Christ. And so we now live. Let me ask you a question. Have we received now, do we receive justice or do we receive or have we received mercy? Mercy. So you, you have received mercy. You have received mercy. You are no longer under this in your life. God is not asking for this because you have received mercy over your life. Your debt of sin has, has been paid. The problem is, <laughs> for us as humans, when something happens to us or when we, we get offended in some way, it's very easy for us to move over with others and say, I'd like some justice, please, for that, um, for what you, what, what's happened. I'd like some justice. But hang on a minute, that's not the grounds of the biggest relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. It's not the grounds that we stand on. It's not what we've received. It's not what we carry. And it's not what we've um, been given. And sometimes as humans, we, we have that, that thing, don't we, where we want justice. But we are called to live in the grace um, of God in, in, our, in our relationships. Uh, just want to say that when I talk about justice, I'm not talking about injustice because there's injustice um, in our world and God calls us to stand up for injustice, you know, in our world. And, you know, I, I was reading the story of Rosa Parks this week and how she was on the bus and... Um, in the civil rights movement and they put the sign uh, all white behind her seat and they came up to her and said would you stand up please and she said I don't think I need to and they said to, to her well we're going to call the police uh, and and she said well you can go ahead uh, and, and do that and in that moment she felt peace and she felt the strength of, of God and she wasn't afraid in that moment because she was in the right place at the right time and she was not reacting in the same way that she was receiving she was 
she was operating out of the grace of God. So I'm not talking about not standing up uh, uh, for injustice when we talk about when we talk about this subject, and it's important to to say that. But in our relationships, um, we have we are called to walk in the mindset of the forgiven. So we are called to walk with that perspective in our lives. And so that means that we walk in the unity of the spirit, in the bond of of peace. And it says in Romans 8, doesn't it, that therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And we are called to live in that mindset of peace where there is now no more condemnation. We have received mercy and so we give. We give that uh, in the bond of peace. We give that mercy. We give that, we give that grace. And it goes back to the very heart of the gospel and Jesus <laughs> and what you have received, the forgiveness that's been released and declared over you and over and over your life. How important is forgiveness? How important is grace? Well, you know, it costs Jesus everything. You have been united with Jesus, with who he is, his very nature, his very character flows through your life and the way that he operates, he looks for that in us in his sons and in his daughters, because we are united with him. It says in Luke 6, Jesus says these words, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And so what I want to say to us this morning is that we have a responsibility now because of what we have received, because we have received this, and we we have... We're not requested justice over our lives. You have a, and I have a responsibility in our relationships. We carry it. The Bible teaches us that, that it's your responsibility and it's my responsibility how we measure our relationships and how we measure the grace and the mercy of God in our lives. So if you like, we have a tape measure. <laughs> and you hold it. It's because we have that responsibility. Jesus hasn't taken that responsibility away from us. It really is true <laughs> about the law of sowing and reaping. Because these are the things that govern God's kingdom. And this is how... He operates in his authority and in his kingdom. And so we carry the responsibility in our lives to 
uh, to measure the grace of God. And so we need to be careful if someone has hurt us or perhaps someone has accused us uh, or we've, we've been offended. It doesn't mean that there hasn't been an offense. That we don't slip back into the legal system <laughs> of the law and retribution um, and requirements because that's not the grounds that we stand on. And that's the ground where the enemy can have authority in, in our lives. And so we have a responsibility to stay um, in the grace of God and use the right measures in our relationships. It's funny how when I'm speaking on something, um, things happen usually in the week. <laughs> And no less this week, uh, I met somebody who's had to overcome, like, they've had to go through a lot of forgiveness um, in their life, far more than, than, than I've, I've had to, to overcome. Um, but they told me a story this week of someone they know, and it's a, it's a church minister up in the Northwest. And uh, his sister was in the Lockerbie bombing. So his sister died uh, in the Lockerbie bombing. And um, as you know, that story, the, the guy that committed that was put into prison here in the UK. And um, whilst he was in prison, he got cancer um, whilst he was in prison. And at that point, they allowed him to be extradited back uh, to his own country. Well, um, this church minister had the opportunity to go into the prison uh, and to pray uh, for this, uh, this, this guy that had um, committed the, the crime where he'd, he'd lost his sister um, on that flight. And so we see examples, don't we, you know, where, and, and I think we need to celebrate how powerful this is how powerful the message of the gospel is and how freeing the power of grace should be in our lives and with one another um, and what God can do when he releases people. Uh, and, you know, if we were to measure what that guy did, well, you know, you can't measure it because, you know, he's, he's, he's operating in mercy. He's operating in the grace of God because of what God has done. In, in his in his life so um, having the right measure in in our lives is is important called to live in the grace uh, of God and so we have not been given what we deserve we've received mercy and have been credited with what uh, we don't deserve and so we can let mercy in our lives triumph over, over judgment. We can say, I'm going to forgive everybody who owes me anything or had hurt me in, in any way. Um, and Jesus teaches us that, this is, that we can do this. Um, this is part of the gospel. This is part of the grace that, that we have received. And so we're just going to look at a parable 
um, and it's in Matthew 18, where uh, Jesus is asked the question straight about, uh, by, by Peter about forgiveness. And we're just going to read that, Matthew 18 and 21 to 35, some of it. Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. And since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay this debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, cancelled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. (laughs) He began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. And when the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you. In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And... This is Jesus. You know, it cost him. It cost him everything. And he is, we have received, uh, we have been forgiven so much. And in this story, the debt was so, was so big. And uh, the king was set, set out a general decree to call in, to call in his accounts. And um, the, the, his debt was so big, it, you know, it was, it was like the billions. He couldn't pay it. And that's the point of, of the story. And then he was, he was let off and forgiven all of, this, all of this big debt. And it's just a, a powerful picture of what good has done uh, in, in our lives, that we have been forgiven and that we have had our debts cancelled um, by the king. <laughs> um, and he has brought us into this place where we have received his grace. It's not cheap. <laughs> and there's a responsibility that we carry um, 
in the fact that we have received justice over our lives. And we need to make sure that we use the measure of, of grace in our own relationships right. John Arnott, who was a, is a church, been a church leader for many years, he observed that there seemed to be recurring patterns sometimes of pain or there was, there was baggage where people seemed to have made judgments in their life in certain situations or things that happened to them. And he, he noted that they needed to be free uh, and to be, know that they can come to a place in God's forgiveness and lay down those judgments and lay down those claims in areas, in areas of their lives to be free and to experience the freedom that, that God um, has won for us. I want to say that, you know, when people make, you know, that they perhaps have a, a, a problem and maybe they have a sin issue, that restoration of someone isn't overnight. And we need to remember that sometimes that restoration is a journey, a loving journey. It's, it's not overnight. And we need to remember, remember that. And I'm not talking about trust because trust is different to forgiveness and trust is built over over time so there's a difference between uh, forgiveness and trust I was um, talking to the person that was just sharing their story with me this week and they they said to me that they could forgive they found it easy you know to that point well I, I'm, I'm deciding to forgive but they struggled with forgetting and they would have flashbacks until someone said to them that when you have those, then start to pray and speak a blessing over those people in those flashbacks. Start to do that. And it, it worked in, in her life. It worked, it brought her freedom in, in her life. And so there is freedom. You do hold the grace of God and the forgiveness of the gospel. You do have the measure and you can live from that place of, of the forgiveness of the forgiveness of God. Uh, it says in Luke, Luke 3, about the, the spirit of, uh, it says, of Jesus, he said, John answered them, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come. The straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. He will burn up the shaft with unquenchable fire. And... Jesus comes to our lives, doesn't he? And he wants to burn up the undesirable things um, in our lives. He comes with that fire uh, and he, he, he cleanses our lives and he sets us free into the grace 
um, of God. And the reason is that it makes us look like Jesus. When we use the right measures in our relationships with one another, when we come from grace, when we step into forgiveness, we're a son and daughter, aren't we? Because we're like him. We are united with him, united with Christ. And so we are, we, we are like him when we use his measures. He is the closest relationship that you've got. And the greatest influence, the greatest covenant relationship that you have in your life. And so he's the measure, not family. He's the measure. Jesus is the measure, the grace in your relationship, the forgiveness. He's the measure. And it's in your hands, (laughs) in your relationships to use his measure and what he is like. But in this story, we don't see that, do we? We don't see um, that happening. We see that this guy, he, he goes off and he calls back really what is what is owed to him and I just want to talk for a minute about the difference between someone who is a prisoner and someone who's a captive um, so in Isaiah 61 1 it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners And so there's a difference between those two people. Someone who is a prisoner is being punished and has a sentence. So they're there because they've done something wrong and they're receiving something because of that. And it actually says that they're in darkness and so the enemy has grounds also because of sin in, in their life. But someone who is a captive is almost, they may be, they've been taken captive. So they've not necessarily intentionally decided that they're going to be a captive. They've been taken captive. And sometimes we have mindsets that are um, not truthful mindsets that we carry. And the truth sets us free. The truth of who Jesus is and who you are sets us free. And that's why looking at the Bible, reading the scripture, reveals where our mindsets have held us captive and we've, we've been deceived by something that's happened to us in our life that we don't see the right way. And Jesus wants to break through that mindset because it's not a truthful mindset it's a captive mindset but the truth of who Jesus is of the grace of God and the love of God and the mercy of God the character of Jesus Christ sets you free from all of that because that is who he is 
And that is who you are in relationship with. His power sets us free. So in our story, this guy has an orphan mindset, as it were. An orphan mindset is what we have without God. Um, And in this world, we see it. Um, People walking around feeling separated, feeling isolated, feeling abandoned because they don't have that connection with their father, their heavenly father who loves them and who's, who's created them. And in this story, we see that grace and mercy has had no effect on, on this, this person. And he's, he's, his response is to be a bully. So he's got part of an orphan mindset, not being loved, separate, not knowing the grace of God, not realizing it, not knowing the forgiveness of God. I'm going to exact, I'm just going to go and bully. I'm going to take um, what, what I want to take. And so we see this orphan mindset in this, in this story uh, that Jesus is sharing with us. And Jesus sets us free um, from that. And I I want to say something about that because in in our society, there's a lot of stuff, isn't there? There's a lot of stuff going on and we get bombarded with a lot of things. And sometimes there are situations where we encounter that or that harshness or that sense of being bullied. Um, And you might have experienced experienced that and and i want to i want to say say to you that jesus christ is not is not like that he is that is not his nature and so when you are affected by those things. You know that that is not what he's like. The nature of Jesus is is not is not like that. And you have been united. <laughs> you have been united with Christ. And you stand in his mercy and grace. And yes, what has been measured to you in situations or circumstances that you've faced is not his measurement and we are called to be different aren't we we are called to be different and we are called to stand up and come with a different measurement and not to be intimidated by the ways of an orphan mindset, a victim mindset, or a bully mindset. Someone who knows that they are, they don't have that, they've not experienced this. But we have, (laughs) we have experienced this. So 
For someone who, who sees themselves separated from God, from their loving Father, tries to medicate for that loss of identity, that loss of provision, that loss of protection. But it says in Mark 15 that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And we have access, we have relationship with God. The dividing wall has been removed. Anything that makes us feel afraid, isolated, apart from God, and leads to a fear in lack of provision, protection, and identity is a thought process that needs to be brought to the light and healed in the light of God's truth. And <laughs> I just want to say that this is us. Do you know what I mean? This is daily. <laughs> this is you and me. This is me. I'm not, I'm talking to me. <laughs> me too you know I, I, I'm not trying to say oh you you must do this this is this is my experience too um, and so God's truth who Jesus is sets us free and you <laughs> you and I can have the confidence in who he is to be different because that's who Jesus is. This is the Son of God. This is what he is like. These are his measurements that he calls us, that he calls us to. It says in Psalm 32, blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and in whose spirit there is no deceit. We are blessed in the grace of God. And this, this, Jesus sets us, sets us free. And when we forgive, we live in the, on the grounds of our freedom and we want to help one another to stay on those grounds. So when we look around in our missional communities or we're walking together, we're sharing our stories, we need to help one another with forgiveness. We need to help one another to be using the right measures, not pulling us the other way. Well, why don't you get some justice over that one? Um, because though that's not the ground of our freedom, the enemy will traffic with justice. But our protection is in mercy and grace and in the measurements that we use in the body of Christ and, and with, one, with one another. We hope you enjoyed this message. To find out more about King's Church Warrington, visit our website or find us on Facebook and Instagram.